It's a good show. Hi, this is your old friend Dave Alvin, and right this second, you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with your pal Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the stew, we're here at Starbucks, tempting fate. You're the best chance to burning questions to the Nelson songs we randomly Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and for seven musical divinations, we have been engaging the pop oracle using the music of Harry Nilsson, performed by Morty Coyle, Jordan Zevon, Chris Price, Kifo Nilsson, Zach Nilsson. Marshall Thompson, and myself, and taking questions from great guests, and sometimes just sort of roping people into asking questions when they didn't have them planned, and they and them having them turn out great. And we're back, like we where we were when we started, with Zach and Kifo in the room. And uh, yeah, say something. Yeah, hi. Hey. We're still here. Yeah, <laughs> and just it's been it it really has been uh, it's been phenomenal having you here, and we're down to. Uh, we're down to the last question. Well, not well. The last question, as I told you before, is going to we know is just what we do when we do a tribute show. Is like, what's the message from from whoever we're tributing? Uh, we've done tribute shows in the past for Tom Petty and Joni Mitchell, and I guess we only do uh, blondes. We only do tributes to blondes. I guess I don't know. No. Uh, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, it, the what's the message from Harry? And the last song left on the board is one that uh, Marshall and I are going to be performing. It's one of my favorite songs, and uh, I think it probably has something to do. I mean, it probably has a, something nice to share with us. It's a song called Little Cowboy. And um, with all this talk of fathers, I just want to... Like, everyone get quiet. It's time for bed. <clears throat> Little fella, you're so tired You can hardly lift your head But you wanna hear a story Before you go to bed So if you'll be quiet And listen patiently I'll sing you a song that my mother sang to me. Little cowboy, put your saddle in the barn, tie your horse up tight so we'll know no harm. Put your hat and your gloves beside you on the chair. Don't 
don't forget you got to say a little prayer little cowboy you gotta hit the sandman trail or you'll be late for a round of time you know if you wanna be a cowboy you better rest a while little cowboy baby of the old corral little cowboy baby of the old corral Little cowboy, I'm I'm so happy you you came in on the, the whistling. The whistling. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. I uh, I I didn't want to even tr- attempt the whistling on that, so I put I started doing the womp womp womp. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when you came in with the whistling, I don't know if it's gonna clip a little bit though. It might clip on the. Ah, we'll work on that. That's fine. So that was uh, uh that was the 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 message to us, you know, in our in our musical seance from the man of the hour. Or the man of the four hours, if you will. And for me, I'll just say why I chose that song. It's going back to what I said: is that for me, ta- again, we're talking about you know what it is to be a good man. And for me, the the essence of where I, I think the the best thing my father ever did was read me stories or sing me songs at night and to be there at that at the end of the night and make me feel really safe and like he was entertained and entertaining himself telling me stories reading me stories and something about that song it just it i feel all of that it it captures that feeling of and i hope you don't mind i changed one line and but i i didn't feel like singing about guns to kids would be something that he probably would do hmm. if he could go back. So I changed it to gloves. Yeah. So I figure cowboys, cowboys need gloves more than they need guns, actually, because mm. they're gonna they're yeah. using ropes and yep. you know you're gonna so anyway. So that was uh, that was why I chose it. Uh, what's your relationship to that song, either of you? Uh, I don't have any specific relationship to the song. I don't think, but it's it is a recurring theme with with Harry. It's just fathers and sons. Essentially, mm-hmm. it comes back to that. There's numerous examples. Uh, his own father wasn't there when he was younger. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that in 1941 and this, you know, the whole uh, me and my arrow thing. 
But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, also to take it to your point too, this, the, the concept of it doesn't even have to be all that much to be a father as long mm-hmm. as you're there. Just yeah. being there is a big part of it. And I think the lullaby aspect of this song, it tells a story of a father who's there to his son. Like You can imagine that imagery very well, uh, who's just there. And that presence is something that's lacking in a lot of the other material because it was a source of hurt and it was a source of you know the, the feeling of abandonment and and this. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, you know, I see where you're coming from there. Yeah. I, actually, and that, that goes back into sort of what happened with my experience specifically because, um, you know, my mom and dad got divorced when I was four or something mm-hmm. like that. So uh, I lived with my mom my whole life. I didn't live with Harry. I didn't grow up with Harry. Mm-hmm. But what you said, Keith, right there about being there was completely true for me because it's not that I was physically there with him all the time. It's that he always made an attempt to be in contact with me all the time. Mm-hmm. He always told me if I ever needed anything, I could just call him. And I did a few times. Mm-hmm. And he always picked up the phone and he would take mm-hmm. the time to talk to me if I needed it. I would come down to visit, you know, a couple times a year. And uh, he was always there for me when I did that. So I never felt like I never felt like I didn't have a father or that I was abandoned or anything like that. Harry made very sure to make sure I didn't feel that way. And that's what I was getting at with the songs is because that's how he felt. He felt that that shouldn't happen mm-hmm. because it happened to him. Well, you notice how he says uh, a, a song my mother sang to me. It was his mother who sang him the songs at the end, like, that, like in the song at least. It's like that's that's one of the things in, in learning. When you get inside a song, you get into some of the details that you might yeah. not have picked up before. Yeah. And when you sing, when I sing that, both the, the line about the gun and the line about the, uh, my mother saying to me just for – had an impact that I had never thought of when I'm just singing along in the car with it. Because, yeah, if, if the line was my father saying to me, it would take an entirely different meaning in this context because it's like, well, yeah. in the time, in the three years before he left the family or so, you know, like then it's it's thinking of it in completely different terms. But the mother who was there throughout the childhood, who was actually present, mm-hmm. goes back to that point you were making. So. So, so his dad left when he was three. Uh, I don't know. Nineteen forty-one, nineteen forty-four is what the song says. Yeah. So that's just what yeah. popped in my head. But I don't, I don't know the actual detail off the. Off the you remember back in the documentary, I said there's a very similar, there's a parallel with my experience because for Harry it was nineteen forty-one, for me it was nineteen seventy-one. I was born in nineteen seventy-one and nineteen seventy-four. My father walked right out the door, but in my case, it was the opposite. It was my mother who walked away mm-hmm. and my father who wanted to keep it going. And when he couldn't keep it going, he wanted to at least maintain contact and maintain. So uh, there are parallels. It's a little bit different, yeah. luckily for me. But I never, I never felt like I was abandoned or anything like he did. But it is interesting how these the, the cycles or the, 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 yeah, the cycles repeat themselves. The pain of knowing that what you have tried to avoid the most and the thing that was the most painful for you is now happening again. When you see the karma, your own family karma playing out. And it's like, it's almost like, it's like Oedipus, right? As you try and run as far away from your destiny as you possibly can. And what ends up happening is the destiny ends up repeating itself. And like you say, it's a different thing. It's, it's not as tragic because 
he cared and because he had the pain that he went through, he yeah. wasn't going to let that happen. But I can, but can you imagine being that person and just being like, of all the things that I would never want to be, I would never want to be a father who's yeah, not there. That's exactly what he didn't want to happen. And here I am. Like, it's, it's, it's the kind of irony that would be perfect in a Harry Nelson song, but is, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I think this also goes back to actually the conversation we just had when you talk about, you know, what the, the sort of markers of responsibility and growing up. And I feel like one of those litmus tests is if you're repeating the mistakes of your father, you're repeating the sins of the past and you revisit them and they, re, they, they revisit you as ghosts and they influence your life in a negative way. That is a sign that you haven't grown up in a way. That's a sign that you haven't learned from the past. It's a sign that you haven't. Um, so I feel like that is relevant to what we were just talking about. Yeah. All, yeah. A little bit. The message to me, I think, sound just it, it, it sounds like, you know, it's a good night and it's a good thing to end with. Uh, my dad sang to me. And, uh, you know, this is this is a great message, I think, for uh, from Harry, for the from the Oracle that, uh, you know, we, we got to carry this on and uh, and and keep wanting and, and keep being part of uh, uh you know, the next generation and everything that was said here was just absolutely tremendous. Uh, I love when people know my father. I just love it. I'm, I'm somebody that really appreciates it. Yeah. But my anyway, I think, the, I think the message good. was, is it, is it, is it, is it getting, can. Yeah. it's getting, yeah, it's a good closing time song, you know. Before we wrap things up, we should just let do a little bit of the, the promotional thing. I started it. I wanted to talk about your band, Brother Sister. Yeah, Brother Sister. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Um, the the link is it's like you just search up Brother Sister Los Angeles because it's it's like Facebook slash like I'll put the link in. This. Yeah, it's like so you, BRTR. You know, it's no vowels or something. Yeah, like and that, don't look up Brother Sister on Google because you'll just get a lot of weird. Porn. Oh, there's a comma. <laughs> yeah, brother, brother, comma, sister, and turn your turn your safe search on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. safe search on. But uh, but you know. <laughs> Last time I told someone about the band, they were like, that's a really cool band name. So I'm going to go with that. It's Robin more there. than a really cool band name. It is a phenomenal band. I'm not like mm-hmm. you. If you listen to this show, you'll know. I mean, I'm I, I like everyone, but I don't gush often. Yeah. And this I band, just, I would just say phenomenal. I only play the bass in the band. I don't write the songs. I don't sing. Um, but it's uh, my friend Bobby Halverson. And he's worked with me on all the point shows. And I've known him for a while. And he's a great arranger, great singer. And he writes all the material. It's his kind of you know brainchild, his project. But I came on board about a year ago uh, to play bass. And for me, that's really great because I like to just play bass sometimes, you know, and so check it out, brother, sister. And we play a couple shows a month, usually around L.A. and got some recordings in the works and you know, it's kind of ground floor right now, but it's uh, what you might call like kind of Baroque pop inspired, a little bit progressive rock inspired. But uh, it's yeah. cool. It's good stuff. I like uh, it. So smart, so mm-hmm. soulful, so beautiful. I really it's one of the things that I'm I'm I was I was going around the, the Nilsson show last night, you know. David Jenkins, have you heard Brother Sister? No. Well, you you have to. Morty Coyle, you heard. You got to hear this band. This is you know. I went. To, I remember. I went to. A, uh, you posted it, and I went and looked on the YouTube. YouTube, and there's like 500 views yet. I'm like, you. We we really are are on the ground floor. Yeah, of this. yeah. Because that's gonna when people see this music, it's gonna blow up. Well, I'm, I would hope so. It's I, it's been a lot of fun, and we all have a lot of fun playing it because it's one of those things too. We're also busy and scheduling because there's seven people in the band, so we can only rehearse once a week. You know, just and it's like at night, so like and it's like the highlight of all of our week you know because it's just such good music but i love on the video you play these amazing rend- arrangements and renditions then afterwards you're like 
Uh, that wasn't very good. Well, so, okay, okay, yeah. So, so, so we actually did comment on that a little bit because um, I thought it was adorable. The, well, one of the funny things, well, one of the one of the ways that the band was described to us by someone was it's like really good rock music that reminds you that everyone went to music school every like six measures. <laughs> Because <laughs> everyone's a trained musician, everyone's like you know, yeah, it's good. Everyone's got that pedigree, so we're all hyper, hyper critical of like all these little details that probably the average listener wouldn't be paying attention to as much. So it's like we do this stuff, and it's like oh, but we could do it better. Oh, we could do it better. Whatever. So yeah, but that's that's kind of the vibe, I guess. Well, good for you. Yeah. I mean, that sounds great. And Zach, what about you? I mean, other than doing the the Nilsson tributes, is there? Yeah, unlike Kifo, I'm not really a professional musician. Just a great songwriter. <laughs> I'm an amateur. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do it in my spare time. I do it when I can. I play drumming gigs when I can, when they're offered. And Zach narrated The Point Show with me twice. Um, so, you know, I pulled him out to do that, and he did a great job on that. So, you know, it's not that he doesn't have the tools. He just, it's, yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite passage from The Point that you... That you you're remember. in trouble. That's a good one. I know. <laughs> you're in trouble. Because you get to do the voice. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Say, what's happening, you boys? <laughs> you boys been goofing with the bees? It's my favorite. I, I say that sometimes, like, with, like, I walk in the room. You've like, been goofing with the bees. Yeah, and people are like, yeah. huh? Yeah. Unless they're like, oh, yeah, Harry Nelson. <laughs> Oh wow, that must be. I I really want to see these. I, I really hope I, I'm around sometime when you're doing the the nails. So, well, yeah, the yeah. point shows. I'm hoping to do really another good. one in the mm-hmm. fall. You know, yeah. we're hoping to put together another one in the fall. It's one of those things that I probably could have pulled it together by now if I really had. But I it because it's L.A. because it's like home turf. I want it to be you know a specific way. I guess so. Mm-hmm. But looking looking towards the fall. How many people are involved in the product, like in, in the band? Uh, the, the last band the we had band. was really great up in San Francisco. I was working with uh, some friends of mine who uh, this my friend who runs this uh, organization called the Awesome Orchestra, which is a community orchestra out in uh, Berkeley, San Francisco Bay Area. And so we had some of their top players come in. So it wasn't a full orchestra vibe, but we had like a string four uh, four piece string section, nice. four uh, three horns or woodwinds and horns. We had a harp. Actual, you know, full concert harp. We had a tuba. So we just had like, I think it was 13 people in total, plus, you know, the rock band, you know, underneath it with keyboards and four, me on lead vocals and bass. And Bobby was doing background vocals and guitar and keyboards. Just really, you know, full sound. And yeah. Nice. Nice. So so it is a little bit of a production, you know, wrangling all those musicians. But the nice thing is, like, I, I transcribed all the music and I arranged all the music. So we have that now. The book's done. So it can just kind of hand it out to players now and, Hopefully it'll be a little easier every time, and yeah, yeah, it's great. I, uh, I'm, I'm really happy that both of you are. I mean, for me, just selfishly, I'm happy that you are keeping the that music alive, whether it's through the doing the point or doing the sing-alongs or coming here and doing this and playing these songs. Uh, I, I like I said, I know that it can be a, it could be a complex thing taking the intimate thing that's in your life that where there's love and pain and all this other stuff and then sharing it. But I have to say, like I say, selfishly for me, I'm so glad that you are. I really appreciate it. Just hearing you be able to do, like, it's a gift that you can do that voice and it comes naturally from you. And to hear you singing, uh, you, uh, I was talking to Zach, and to, talk, to hear you, Kifo, singing, like doing the... And it's just, it's so <laughs> rich and beautiful. Yeah, and the whistling. When you started, when you yeah. cut in the whistling, I was like, holy shit, 
someone can actually do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where that come from. I've never practiced how to whistle. I just can whistle. I don't know why. I, just, I can just whistle. It's just yeah. one of those Because some people can't. You know, some people talk about it. They're like, I cannot. I, I mean, know. a lot of people. A lot of people can whistle, but they can't do what you just did. Yeah, yeah. I missed, I missed the top note there. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> it's a. It's a. Yeah, I don't know. I can't quite do it as good as my dad, though, because he could really whistle. He had next-level whistle, but... Yeah, I got to be yeah. there in the room when he was doing that once. Yeah. For, yeah. for recording. Yeah. 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 He had was... he, all the tricks and all the everything. It, it was, was spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Did he ever tech... Like, did he have, like, a... Like, is it... I My grandfather said this thing once to me. He was like, you know, people don't whistle anymore. <laughs> Back in my day... People would walk along whistling, but now everyone has headphones on, and they don't. And then today, I saw a young woman. She was walking along the street, and she was whistling. And I noticed that people don't do that anymore. But I saw. I wonder. It's always made me wonder. Is it just a skill that we don't like? You, if you wanted to have a tune, you would have to hum it or whistle it or learn an instrument. Yeah. And so people would have a lot of time to sit around and learn how to whistle. Or is that? I, I'm wondering if that's an old school thing it's or if it's definitely just a... an old school thing. It has to be. I would I would have to imagine because so much of the early Nelson music is so inspired by turn of the century America, like Americana and, you know, like vaudeville and stuff like that and performance that I would have to imagine it comes from that. I mean, I don't know where he learned to whistle specifically, but when you say you're, you know, when your grandpa was like, people used to whistle, like I immediately just go, yeah, of course they did. You know, yeah. they tore, tie an onion around their belt, you know, yeah, the style at the time. But What yeah. would tie an onion around your belt? Oh, that was, that yeah, was one for Zach, but. Yeah. Well, we used to tie an onion around your belt, which was the style at the time. Simpsons, it's a Simpsons <laughs> okay. guy. It's a Simpsons guy. Don't take any wooden nickels, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, gosh, I encourage everyone who's uh, uh, who's listening, check out uh, Brother Sister. Yeah, check Look out Brother for Sister. for The Point coming to a town Look near you. And get yourself to a Harry Nilsson sing-along. Also, we got, um, you know, my other siblings and I, uh, we're all working on this project to bring some T-shirts out to the public because there's never been official Nilsson merchandise ever really in his whole career. I'm uh, wearing one. Yeah, he never really did it. You know, he was kind of like... Just one of those things, and we kind of figured, you know, we we kept getting asked about it over and over again over the years, and we're like, you know, let's just give it a shot. Let's see see what we can offer. So we're going to be pulling that uh, out in a couple yeah, months, too. Yeah, that's coming. And I should ask, uh, forgive me, I don't know, how many how many Nilsson siblings are there? There's a grand total of seven. Seven. That guy did me. not waste his seed. <laughs> no, there's... there's yeah. Yeah, Harry and Una had six kids, and I was the one that came from a previous marriage. Mm-hmm. So, right. So there. So it's funny when you when you po- when uh, uh, Kifa when you posted the brother sister picture, mm. and I just saw all these people <laughs> on stage. I was like, is that is, is that the family? Is it the Nilsson <laughs> yeah. family band? Yeah, <laughs> right. Brother sister. It makes sense. Brothers and sisters. So, uh, well, I, you know, and I, I hope that, uh, that when they listen to this, they'll, you know, if they do, they'll appreciate, feel like we, we did service to the man. Um, certainly we wouldn't have, this would have been, these, these proceedings would have been much, much emptier without the two of you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thanks. A lot of credibility and, uh, just played some great music and, and, uh, I, I, I hope I'll get to, uh, I'm, I will get to have you, Kifo, in the yeah, studio come here back with brother, in August Let's to do, do Brother yeah. Sister. And uh, we'll have to find more ways to to play and interact, Zach, because yeah. you're a heck of a guy. And I'm really glad we got your song on my show. Thanks. And uh, and I, I, I 
you know, whatever you want to do, that that gift is there. You clearly know how to write a song, and uh, and I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Really, thanks for doing that. And now, oops, now it's my time to say thank you to not just the two of you, but to everyone who participated in this, whether they were playing music, asking a question, or just those of you who are listening and sharing your attention and intention with these pop oracle readings. We don't know what the meaning of them are until they land in your life, and even then we don't know what the meaning of them are. Only you will know what the meaning of these, these sessions we do here are in this room in Starburns Industries. I want to thank everyone at Starburns Industries, particularly our engineer, Emma. She is smiling at the at the console, knowing that it's another day, another job well done. She seems to always pick the the most difficult shows to engineer, and she does a great job. And if you dig this, please share share it with your friends who like music and synchronicity. If you know Nelson fans, please share this particular episode with them. Maybe they'll get something out of it. And finally, coming back to the two of you again. Thank you, Kifo. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, you're it was bo- fun. You're, you're great guys. And until next time, I am your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. <laughs>